Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week in middle school, we took a look at the Christmas story through the big picture lens of heaven and earth colliding. We hope you enjoy the message. We are in the final week of Heaven and Earth Collide, and I hope that you guys have enjoyed this. Last week, if you weren't here, we actually had uh, 10 questions. Most of them were related to uh, heaven and like the afterlife and hell and that kind of stuff. And so if, if you wrote in one of those questions, but you were not here last week to, to see or hear the answer, uh, make sure you go listen to the podcast, or I think it might maybe on YouTube. Um, if it's not there, then we definitely have it in podcast audio form, so you guys can listen back to that. Or just ask, ask a friend after service. Hey, what did you guys talk about? Did you answer my question? And maybe they'll be able to tell you. Uh, if you haven't heard any of these messages, again, you can go back and listen to those on podcasts. This has just been an interesting series, and you guys have been asking a lot of great questions, um, even as I have accidentally gone through the Skybridge girls, uh, girls room where they have a, a small group over there. They've stopped me a couple of times, asked me some questions. So that's been really good uh, in both services that's happened. So uh, keep asking questions ju- just because this series is over doesn't mean that you get to or that you have to stop asking questions. We are a, a church and a community of people who we want to ask questions and seek answers together. And again, we may not ever come to like the most satisfying answer that we can, but we want to we want to do this. This, this whole journey together. So this morning, we are going to be tying things together with this series and Christmas and kind of taking a look at the Christmas story, or at least Jesus's birth, through the lens of heaven and earth colliding. And maybe for the first time, you'll see uh, exactly why it's a big deal that Jesus came to earth in the form of a little baby who uh, did all the things that babies do, right? So go ahead and turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. And as you guys are turning there or as you're scrolling there, if you have it in the digital form, uh, I just wanted to ask uh, kind of a fun question this morning. But what are some of your favorite Christmas traditions that your family does? So things you guys do every year, this is what I would classify as a tradition. It doesn't have to be something that's like directly related uh, to to spiritual things. I have a couple of those that are my favorites and they're just my favorites because they're really, really fun. JB, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? Two of them. All right. Okay. Waking up and finding a creepy elf watching over you. All right. I got it. I've ruined that tradition for you now. <laughs> nice. Catching Santa Claus? Okay. Oh, dude, you're, you're going to get him this year for sure. All right, so trying to catch Santa Claus, waking up and seeing where the elf is or seeing the elfie. Anybody got some fun Christmas traditions? How about in the back, starting with Mackenzie? Nice. One, at one point, you need to, like, tape it to the ceiling above her bed so when she wakes up, right, just elf coming down upon me. <laughs> All right, Sophia, what you got? Bottles of root beer? Like everybody gets a glass bottle of root beer? Guys, can, can we just all pause and say that, I mean, I know that soda's terrible for us and whatever, but it tastes so much better in a glass bottle. Can we all agree on that? Can we? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure it's worse for our environment in some way, shape, or form, but all right, let's keep going. What? 
that's so cool. Celebrating Adoption Day on Christmas because that's when her and her sister got adopted. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, uh, that is definitely worth celebrating. Yep. Nice. That's like out of the movies, right? Chinese food on Christmas Eve. Uh, okay, three, three ladies right here. Polar Express and baking cookies, you said? Nice. Uh-huh. Oh, that is awesome. We don't really have that here. So, so sorry, snow tradition. Yep. Oh, I'm not opposed to that. Getting to Waffle House on Christmas Eve night. Uh, how about one from this side of the room? I don't think we've heard from you guys at all. Boys... Yes, Luke, is that you without your glasses on? <laughs> Thank, okay, yes, now it's Luke. You do what? Watch Elf and String Fruit Loops. Yes, those two things go together. Okay, any, any other fellas with the, with the tradition? Going once, going twice? Sold. All right, here's some of my favorites. So those are fun, right? Those are some fun Christmas traditions. Uh, mine kind of relates to some of you guys. Uh, every Christmas Eve... We drive back from my uh, my wife's family, who they actually does they actually do uh, Christmas on Christmas Eve, like all of the present opening and all that stuff. They do it all on Christmas Eve, and they always have. Do any of your families do that? Like, just let's just open the gifts on Christmas Eve, right? Santa comes early somehow, right? Would you say it's lame? Well, it really works for uh, when you get married and you have uh, two families that you're trying to figure out how to do. Uh, Christmas with. So that's been a blessing and that's not lame. Um, but we drive back from, her family lives in North Carolina, so it's not very far. And we come and we arrive just in time to go to one of those Japanese hibachi steak houses where they cook everything in front of you and they do the crazy like volcanoes and all that kind of stuff. We do that every year. We go to one of those places. Uh, rest in peace, Mimi's. If you guys remember old Mimi's Steakhouse, where, where, it's closed. But we'll find a new place. Well, we have already found a new place. It's been a few years. Uh, so we go to one of those places and then we go to my parents' house typically. I think we're going to my sister's house this year and we all get Christmas jammies, which now I have a drawer in my dresser that is just Christmas jammies from the last few years. Uh, well, really from probably since I was in middle school, I probably can still fit into those uh, jammies from middle school, but we get a new uh, pair of jammies every single year. And now that's been, you know, passed down or extended to my boys. And it's just a whole lot of fun. Like Christmas is my, easily my favorite holiday of the year. Um, I love just the, the, the weather this time of year. I love the, the like, hey, could, maybe it'll snow, like really wishful thinking. I get myself hyped up about maybe a white Christmas every year. It never happens, um, except for kind of one time it did, right? We had little snow flurries or something down here on Christmas. Well, you, might, you may not have been alive for that one, Elijah. I'm going to be honest. I'm be honest. I'm a... <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that, that's, that's like the voice of this generation. I wasn't there for it, so it didn't happen. Yep, that sounds about right. Okay, so here we go. We celebrate Christmas in all these different ways. We have some really fun traditions, and, uh, and I know that you guys enjoy it, and you look forward to it all year long, and especially the buildup of school getting off and all that kind of stuff. And, and, but maybe one of the, the most common things that we tend to say this time of year is like, but remember the real reason for the season, right? And I don't know if your parents say that. I have actually found myself saying it uh, to my boys, like, yeah, the presents are great, but let's remember together we started doing this Advent calendar with our family, and we've done 
terrible with it, uh, but we were catching up on some of it last night, and I, I think I even said it last night. Like, this is, this is the reason for the season, boys, is, is Jesus, and is this huge story that's unfolding before us. And they're like, okay, can we eat some chocolate? Uh, but th- that's how it works with a four-year-old and a two-year-old, right? But, but really, it, that, that phrase, hey, remember the reason for the season, it, it should be helpful for us, even though maybe it's annoying to some of us, in reminding us, hey, this season really is about remembering Jesus, remembering him coming to earth in the form of a human and remembering how big of a deal that is. And maybe for a lot of us, we think, well, it is a big deal, but isn't it a big deal because of what he ended up doing, the life that he ended up living, a, a perfect life, the death that he ended up dying, a death that all of us deserved, and then him, him resurrecting. Isn't that what it's all about? But we have, we have Easter to celebrate that, right? So why, why do we celebrate Christmas? Why is it such a big deal that Jesus, that God came in the form of a, a human and not just a human, but a baby? Like, yeah, part of it is certainly looking forward to the life that he lived, the death that he died, and that he has resurrected and is still alive and well today. But there's, there's something that's a big deal about him coming as a baby. And maybe our lens now of over the last few weeks thinking about heaven and earth colliding and this big story unfolding can help us see the Christmas story in a new way. So you have your Bibles already turned to Matthew chapter one, we're going to be in verses 18 to 25. And I'm going to read them. And then we're going to spend a couple minutes pointing some things out about these verses, seeing through this lens of heaven and earth colliding. Then you guys are going to go to small groups for the last time of 2021, which is insane. Here we go. It says, now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had betrothed, uh, had been betrothed to Joseph. So they're like in line to get married, kind of like engaged. Uh, Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her heart is from the Holy Spirit or conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, uh, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Man, so a story that we're super familiar with. Maybe a little bit in there, like, I feel like when I was younger, I, I totally missed or breezed over this part, but there's something in there about Joseph wanting to divorce Mary. I don't know if you ever knew that, but when he found out, hey, the woman I'm engaged to is gonna have a kid, like, that's kind of not the order that it's supposed to go in. And, and he decided, hey, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna divorce her, but I'm gonna do it quietly because I, I, wanna, I wanna, like, respect her and not make a big scene out of it. We're actually gonna talk about part of the reason that's a big deal in just a second. But here's some of the things that we see when we start to think through or see through the lens of this big story unfolding. And remember, just real quick, here's a reminder of that big story that I'm talking about. If you'll put up that picture. It's this bottom uh, picture that we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks, right? It's that from the beginning or, or in the beginning, God intended for heaven and earth to be united, for God's space and our space to be one. 
But when we sinned, when Adam and Eve chose to sin and turn their back on God and choose to go their own way and essentially chose to make themselves God, our realms or our domains, heaven and earth, were split apart. It wasn't just our relationship with God that had a split in it, a chasm, a divide in it, but it was heaven and earth. And now God has been uh, weaving in and out of our story and all the way through what he's doing is doing what he intended from the very beginning, is bringing heaven and earth back together. And this is where we see baby Jesus, God in the flesh, God in the form of a baby being such a huge deal. Here's some of the things that we see just in the Christmas story is that God comes to us even though we've turned our back on him. Remember, we're, we're the reason that, that our, our worlds, that our domains, that these realms of heaven and earth were split to begin with. We chose to be our own God. We chose to go our own way. We chose to turn our back on him. Adam and Eve said, eh, I think we know better than you. And ultimately they fell into the temptation that Satan, the serpent, was offering them. And so I don't know if you've ever had this. If somebody's ever like betrayed you, maybe a friend says something behind your back. Maybe you, you find out that somebody wasn't really who you thought they were. Like they put on one face around you, but then you find out, wait, that's the kind of stuff you're doing when we're not hanging out. Or I don't know if somebody's ever let you down. Like you, you had big expectations for like, hey, hey, this person, they said they're going to do this thing for me. And then that time comes and passes and they actually don't like maybe they fail you or they just they even do the opposite. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a moment where it feels like, man, that that person has done something and, and that something is is wronging me. Right. But a lot of times with people like that, it's like, well, I got other friends, so I don't know if I'm really going to talk to them anymore. Or we, we at least, at the very least, we can hold a grudge for a period of time. And it, it makes us not want to be around that person, makes us not want to be friends with that person. God had that experience between us and him where we turned our back, where we spit in his face, where we said, hey, I know you're inviting us to trust you, but we're actually going to trust ourselves. And instead of acting like a human, as we often do, and well, there's other humans in this world. There's other, other people I can create. There's other people I can give my image to, right? Maybe God could have said that, but he chose to, to keep pursuing us and not giving up on us to the point that he actually comes in the flesh to, to save us. So even though we turned our back on him, God has never turned his back on us. That's a really big deal. Even in the middle of this moment where Mary has a kid before she's supposed to, Joseph decides in, in a crazy moment that, again, maybe many of us have never really thought about that or, or never read that or didn't realize that was a part of the story. But there's, there's the potential here for just a second of like, is Joseph going to choose to divorce Mary? Because this doesn't look like a really good situation. It's a messy moment. It's a messy circumstance. It's two messy people. Mary and Joseph were both sinners. And yet God chooses to use them to bring his son Jesus into the world. He never turns his back on, on us. Uh, Jesus, he, he came in, in a way that was full of the miraculous. And that's another thing that we see here. 
Uh, number one, uh, Mary had a kid and she wasn't really supposed to have a kid. It was a, a God given kid. And we don't know all the ins and outs of, of how that works or exactly what that means. But somehow the Holy Spirit said, hey, Mary, you're going to have a kid. And all of a sudden she's got a little baby in her belly. Right. That's pretty miraculous. Uh, we also see Joseph, he goes to sleep. He thinks uh, one day that he's probably going to divorce Mary. And in, in that dream, an angel comes to him. Pretty stinking miraculous. Like this, this, this whole situation around Jesus's birth is full of miracles. Why is that such a big deal? Because all along the way, it's pointing to, hey, there's something more than just this earth. There's something more than just the things that we're able to know and understand. There's something more than what we can grasp or quite put words to. And that's where we see kind of heaven and earth touching a little bit, right? A little bit of heaven leaking into earth in the form of these, these miracles. Maybe that's one way to use our heaven and earth lens. And then we also see that Jesus, the reason that he came was to save us from our sins, the same thing that split the realms, that split heaven and earth apart, sin, Jesus came to do away with. And so when he comes in, in the form of a baby, that was the plan from him being a, a little, little seed or little, little tiny fetus inside of Mary. That was the plan is that one day this was going to be the one who would take away the sins of the world. And what would happen when he took away the sins of the world is that this reuniting would take place once again between heaven and earth. And then Jesus, when he, when he comes and, and he fulfills the scripture, remember, they would call him what? Emmanuel. Something that we sing, something that we read about. God with us. That's what Emmanuel means. God with us. Where was the last place that God was fully with us? It was in the garden. It was when things were the way that they were supposed to be from the very or in the very beginning. God was walking with people. Now Jesus is back, or Jesus is here and he is about to walk with people. Emmanuel, God with us. You see how this this lens of heaven and earth colliding kind of changes the way that we see the Christmas story. And then maybe this final piece. But Jesus is born. He's human, fully human but he's also fully God. Guess what this is a really cool picture of? It's heaven, his godly side, and earth, his human side, fully together. Remember, that's what we said was happening from in, in the beginning was heaven and earth were meant to be together. They were meant to be one, but sin drove them apart, put a chasm between the two things. And now what's God doing? He's moving us towards a time and place when heaven and earth will be one again. And Jesus was that in the flesh. Heaven and earth in one body. Somehow not exploding, like the flesh not exploding off of Jesus with the power of heaven that was within him. But Jesus was a walking picture of the story that would unfold. And as a baby, I guess he was a crawling or maybe at first rolling or goo goo gagaing picture of heaven and earth being one. And this Jesus, this son of God, being the one who would, would usher in the kingdom would would move forth this story and this reality of heaven and earth combining and becoming one again. That's why, go back to that picture. 
That's why there's a cross between heaven and earth. That it was Jesus who, he came as a baby, he came fully heaven, fully earth in one body. And when he was on the cross, that that was, that was what filled the gap. That was what bridged the space between us. That, that was what ultimately was bringing heaven and earth together once and for all. So this Christmas, as you think about Jesus, as you think about him coming as a baby, as maybe you read that story together as a family or read it uh, when you come to service on Christmas Eve or, or sorry, I'm like super dry in my mouth right now. Uh, as, as you remember that story, remember that it's not, just, it's not just about, man, so one day Jesus would grow up and he would do all these great things, but him coming as a baby, fully heaven, fully earth, starting on this path, Starting on this life that we read about and remember, like just him coming as a baby was a massive, massive deal. And it opened a massive invitation, not just for us to remember him and say, man, that's really great, but to join him in what he's doing on the earth. That's what Christmas is about. That's why Jesus came. He's making heaven and earth one again. He was a beautiful, beautiful, perfect picture of what that looks like. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for not leaving us on our own, but actually coming to us, moving towards us, for being Emmanuel, God, with us. Would we be able to celebrate and remember what Christmas is about in the midst of all the presents and the fun traditions and the, the fun foods that we eat? Would we remember that, yeah, all that stuff is great and that is a way to celebrate but this season really is about you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.